man, people crazy out there, she's bro. I've been grinding since I was like 15 with this music, bro. I've heard that I can't please everybody. And there's been a lot of love, but there's also been misunderstanding, hate, and this box they put me in. And it makes them uncomfortable if I'm not in it. And I ain't in it. Welcome back to I Went Out, I'm Manny I'm Nick. And today is Monday, so we're going to continue This is actually the end of our foundations um, Today we're talking about multiplication It will be another two-parter um, But before we get started, just a reminder to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play Leave a rating and or review uh, That would be awesome Alright Multiplication. What we write on our website is we believe in expanding the kingdom of God. Amen. Yes. Nick, why is church planning important? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, that's how God's word moves forward. Yeah. Um, and how his kingdom on earth um, is moved forward into all the nations, um, into all the neighborhoods. Um, and I think church planning is important is because we've all been uniquely crafted Mm -hmm. um like god has given us all different personalities and i think the beauty of seeing different churches mm. um and new things starting is it's it's shaped and god shapes it into the mold like it takes on the heart of those individuals right um so i i think that's important as well but again it's biblical like mm -hmm. paul was planting churches paul was starting all these churches and then he's like the letters we're reading are to churches that were started up yeah um in the new testament letters on the epistles i'm sorry i should have preferenced that a little bit I preface that a little more um and it all i really feel it all comes out of the great commission yeah to make disciples of all the nations baptizing in the name of the father son and the holy spirit yeah um like that's what we've been called to do Amen. um and when you look into acts like they didn't just always corp like three thousand are added to the church that day what it doesn't say though mm. which when you do a little more digging those three thousand they dispersed right they didn't just meet every Sunday in three thousand right. or every day in three thousand. Yeah. Like they dispersed into smaller set, like smaller groups. Yeah. Um. So which became churches, and I think that's again, it's just the importance of knowing like this is a biblical thing. This is the Christian way mm -hmm. is to plant churches and to go and to continue to grow the kingdom. That's right. So. Yeah. That's good, man. I know growing up, growing up in the AME, I never really heard the term or the phrase church planning. Because um, I know it's kind of different in some denominations. Yeah. And as far as the AME, um, they kind of, there are like, I guess you would consider them church planting plants. But it's more so they, because there's this hierarchy where they position pastors into churches. And then the whole goal is really to have basically a big church. Yeah. And, um, and that can be a problem, you know, in a way, because it's more so kind of putting the pa the pastor on a pedal stool and, yeah. and we're kind of almost making the church the four walls of the church an idol yeah and um and so you know now that i've kind of learned about church planning and stuff uh i really like the the mindset of that i think it was you nick who was kind of talking about how like in some other countries when when they plant churches um, they only allow it to get up to a certain yeah. amount before they start planning another one. Yeah, there's a church planning movement in Europe. I can't remember what it's called, but they will not let their church plants reach over 100 people. Yeah. Um, and the second they start feeling like it's getting close, they'll they'll send somebody else to start a new one. Right. Um, which they it's ingrained in them, so they're constantly training church yeah. planners and getting them ready to go because they just feel like if you're over 100, it's going to be hard to shepherd that flock mm -hmm. um, as a pastor. So that, that's just something they're ingraining in their movement, which yeah. is really cool. 
Yeah, I think that's awesome, man, because I think so often we just get so caught up in the four walls mm-hmm. of the building and just building this big, massive church yeah. that's, you know, beautifully laid out, big stage and stuff, you know, and which that stuff is cool. But yeah. when that becomes our focus, we've lost track of what we're truly trying to do yeah. as, as a church and as pastors and as, you know, church planners, you know. So, um, and I think there's, there's two, t- like, there's church plant, healthy churches should be planting churches. Yeah. Um, healthy leaders will want to multiply healthy le- or leaders because they're not a healthy leader in a healthy church understands it's not all about their way. It's not mm-hmm. all about this church. It's about God's kingdom. Yeah. And I am going to empower and equip others to go do the same thing. That's right. Um, I'm not going to try to hold them close to me and hold my people close to me because yeah. it's this, it's my way. Like, no, like a healthy leader in a healthy church will be like, Hey, we need to send a church here. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, our zip code alone. I mean, there's ton, there's thousands upon thousands of people who have yet yeah. to be reached. Yeah. Um, so I think a healthy church will send churches, but an unhealthy church will in, will plan a church, mm-hmm. but not in a healthy way. They will, they'll split. And then yeah. another church will start out of that. Right. Um, so yeah, there's, it's, it's definitely interesting dynamic for some churches. If I give an unhealthy churches can plant churches and unfortunately when they do, they, it's another unhealthy church. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, you know, we're talking about this during a time (laughs) with the coronavirus and stuff where, um, we're now starting to kind of ancient our our way into a new normal, but it's still, you know, it's still kind of hard to really get to anything that's like sustainable right now. And so people are restructuring, adjusting, and I know avert is adjusting. Um, So can we kind of talk about how the pandemic has affected church planning overall and for avert also? Oh, it's completely overhauled at all. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Man, I think real quick, I think at the end of the day, church history will say that this was the this was the great pivot. Mm. Um, it's the, something I just keep coming back to is like this is the great pivot for the church yeah. where this pandemic has really helped us hopefully helped us kill the idol of Sunday the Sunday morning experience. Yeah. Amen. Which is exactly what the Sunday morning experience has been in, in the American church context. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not talking global church right now. I'm talking the American church context. We have idolized this. It's become consumer driven. Yeah. It's been all about what, how the flashy lights and all of which are not bad things. Mm-hmm. But again, like you said earlier, like when we've elevated them to this place of just this greatness and it's like, yeah. and if it's not there, then it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All that has to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so many churches right now don't have healthy discipleship going on in their churches. It's all been, again, consumer driven, right. coming in on Sunday morning, get my quick fix. And that's it. Yeah. Um, that's, I hope that that's why, and the church leaders have learned how to pivot and do, start looking outside. Like everybody's heard it at this point. Well, the church is not just the four walls. Yeah. We are the church. Yes. Amen. That is the truth. Mm-hmm. And we should have been practicing that from the get go. Yeah. Um, like now I, I'm glad to see tr- pastors and leaders saying that. I was like, bro, y'all, you know, you're just now catching, like, this is what the Bible taught. <laughs> right, <laughs> why, right. Are we, why are we now talking about this? We yeah. should have been doing this the whole time. We should have had systems in place all along, not just to be about the four walls. Mm-hmm. So again, I really come back to like, this is, I feel like in church history, one day we're going to look back like in the 2020 was the great pivot yeah. where the church finally shifted back into a healthy, um, 
a healthy way. Amen. So, but to talk about how the pandemic has affected church planning, good Lord, well, you're not starting a church in this, not yeah. a phys- in a not in a physical building mm-hmm. um, during this season. Yeah. Um, and church planners are already. They're an interesting breed. And I'm talking to myself because I am an interesting breed <laughs> when I think about it. Um, they're psychopaths, all of them. You have to be. Um, but they're also, there's a sense of, they're flexible to begin with. Yeah. Um, they're not so rigid. They're very much like, Lord, ply me and do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the, like in my mind, the good ones who are genuinely doing it to like glorify God and not themselves. Yeah. Um, so when a pandemic arose, when the pandemic arose, like, and I know lots of church planners, they've just been kind of like, okay, God, what are you trying to show me? Like, and myself included. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're pioneers. They're yeah. going more, most time most times they're going to places that haven't been, people haven't been before. Right. Or they just, they're pioneers, they're visionaries. They see things in a different light than some of the other churches might've seen and not in an unbiblical way. Right. Um, so yeah, so they're like I think the pandemic has already it hasn't like scared people away, but it's you know it's just like okay, church planners are already thinking mm-hmm. and always should be flexible. Um, but on a more personal note, for Avert, you know we were going to be launching in a middle school in the Waldorf area, um, which God seemed to had really been lined up perfectly. Um, I was doing a mentorship program there. Um, things were going well. I was like, okay, God, the principal was very receptive to having us in. And the pandemic hit. <laughs> um, but was interesting, actually, before the pandemic hit, it was back in January, and I remember I reached out to the core team and said, hey, first of all, God just called me out. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And it was even, like, looking back, like, God asked me if I loved him or if I loved what he had called me to more. Mm. Um, and then the, another question was, and how about those who are following or who are going with? It was basically asking the same question. Yeah. So I remember it was from there is where I was like, okay, guys, we need to just cry out to God and seek his will for the county, for our church, for us, ourselves personally, for our, for avert, like we, not our will, but his will. Yeah. Um, so even then it was like, God was almost preparing us for when the pandemic was to come Yeah. because we were praying for the school that we were going to get into and all that. But at the same time, we were praying for his will to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pandemic hit and it was like the reality of the school became a distant memory. Um, because honestly, there's no telling when or if we would ever be able to get into this school at this point. Right. Um, yeah, it's just, we, you know, we were planning on launching in September. Honestly, it's September is not a realistic option right now with the method, even with the method we're going with. Yeah. Um, so and what this has brought me to personally is where I started asking the question is like, well, okay, God, well, maybe we're not supposed to be, um, meeting in big groups like this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, because avert has never been about the Sunday morning experience. You will hear me say that till the day I die. I am not a Sunday. Mo- I, the Sunday morning experience is important. Yeah. Um, we will, we will do a Sunday morning experience and we will do it well, mm-hmm. but that's not who avert church is. That's not the only thing that will make avert church, avert church. That's right. Um, I have always been more inclined for the community. Yeah. Um, that's why one of our foundations is authentic community. Um, and you know, we're talking about multiplication right now. So one of the things that God had brought me to was we've been given a building and the building's smaller mm-hmm. and we've been really kind of shifting towards doing a teams. Our a teams are essentially our small groups. Um, because I like a teams and I like, you know, playing on words and I, I think yeah. a team is much more 
personal than just a group. Mm-hmm. And um, so what we've been kind of praying is like, okay, well, what if these A teams were met in different areas, different homes, and each one of these A teams had five to 15 people based upon the size of the home, the, the capability of the leader. And we streamed our Sunday morning experience to these different homes. Yeah. Um, where that a team leader or leaders will be basically the pastors of that home. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would stream the service to them and then they were doing life together. And again, I think authentic community happens in those smaller groups to begin with. Yeah. Um, and then prayerfully those homes will continue to multiply. Um, and I, again, we, you know, we're in the St. Charles Waldorf area, but my heart's always broke for the greater DMB. Yeah. And this method would be potentially lead us to places like my hometown of Laurel, Maryland, mm-hmm. um, D.C., Baltimore, Alexandria, all these places in our community where we could have, it's almost, you know, we say avert church, but it's almost avert ministries yeah. <laughs> at that point because yeah. we've got so many, like we'll have a network of avert churches all throughout our DMV area. Right. Um, but another thing we've talked about doing is like while we're, we're going to be live streaming our Sunday morning experiences. We would have enough space in there to bring in two of these groups each week mm-hmm. um, to just almost bring them in and kind of remind them, Hey, yeah, while you're in your own home with your group, yeah. there's this other group here, but we're all part of the same body. Right. Um, and then it gives them some time to interact with one another, be there for the live experience. And then we would continue to just cycle people through. Yeah. Um, and one thing we would also do to create a, greater understanding that we're all the same body is probably do like a quarterly massive meeting of worship maybe some words um but we would like maybe rent out a facility maybe renting out a local church where we would just take it over for our evening or a a morning and just we would celebrate together how good god is um so yeah this is kind of the role and the way god's kind of shifted me to um, and for one, we won't have to pay a mortgage or a yeah. rent for a school building, which was pretty hefty. Right. Um, and instead, we can actually put our money where our mouth is, where we talked about we want to be for the community. Well, mm-hmm. we can start investing in the community um, and we can also invest in leaders. Right. Um, equipping these leaders for these A-teams, giving these A-team homes the, thing, the things that they will need to do it well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, that's yeah. kind of... Where we're shifted, almost like old school church, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. back in the Acts days, right, right. <laughs> Except yeah. not no live; they didn't have live stream back then. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it, man. I love that that mindset. You know, I think sometimes we get into this this mindset of like, oh, it's a pandemic and it's such you know tragedy and stuff. But like, it's so cool to see how God just weaves mm-hmm. His will and, and 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 through what we deem as like the enemy, you know, bringing things upon us, you yeah. know. He still works it all for for his good and for our good, and so um, I think it's it's great that we're adjusting, yeah. and I think it's important for other pastors, other churches to also adjust and really just just let the Lord lead you on yeah. on on this because now is an opportunity to be creative, to yeah. be visionaries, and to be pioneers, and to yep. do things that is something new, something fresh. Like we don't have to do like the old traditional yeah. way of church because yeah. I mean that's not it's not laid out like that in scripture where no. we have to do this, that, and the third. Like we can do church in, in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's what we're gonna go into next. Um, just some practical ways that we can reach non believers beyond the four walls of the church. I know as a vert, like we've talked about it a few times on on the podcast about not necessarily an ice cream truck but more of a community truck. Yeah. 
Um, so what are some ways that, that you think that um, churches and church plants can reach non-believers uh, beyond the four walls of the church? Block parties. Yeah. Um, I am dead set on block parties, especially because my neighborhood, we just had a block party. So I'm like all in. I was already down to do doc- block yeah. parties for revert. But then having one of my own neighborhoods, like, bet, we're throwing down. Yes. <laughs> so Have a cook-off. Yes. Yeah. And even then, like, if we had that community truck, we could pull the community truck in, just play yeah. music, have have a good old time. Yeah. Um, But I think block parties are crucial for one. I, I think it would be finding out some, a, a, like, a person of peace almost in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Have, striking up a conversation yeah. and then figuring out, okay, how could we have a block party in this community? Mm-hmm. How can and then it would be relying on that person to get the word out to have a block party and to bring the community together and it won't be the intention of the block party is not to shove the gospel down people's throat. Yeah. The point of the block party is to just that party. Yes. And to get to know the community that we are in. Mm -hmm. Um and the the surrounding neighborhoods that's are in that community, how to get to know the people there, how to build healthy relationships with people. Right. Um, and we would have time, like if our community trucks there, I think at the end of the night, you know, we'd be like, Hey, we are a church. Um, if you want to, if you got any questions, like you can come to us, like talk to us, like, you know, of course we're going to plug, but I'm not going to sit there a whole night and then shout Jesus to the top of my lung all night long. Um, I'm going to get, I'm going to sit down and get amongst the people. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I should say this on the podcast. Someone recently asked me, well, Nick, if you're doing these block parties, are you going to let people drink? Yeah. (laughs) If I'm in their neighborhood, they're yeah. not coming to the church. We're going to the people. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to promote people getting drunk. Right. But if I'm in their neighborhood and they have a drink in their hand, what do you mean? Oh, we got to leave this block party. No. <laughs> we're yeah. going to sit there. We're going to talk. We're going to have a good time. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to get drunk. I'm not going to do that with them. Right, right. But that doesn't mean I got to leave. That doesn't mean because I'm meeting them where they are, they have to stop doing what they're doing. No. Mm-hmm. Um, no. No. Yeah. Like people are going to, we're going to their communities to get to know the people. Right. And honestly, drinking is the least of my concerns when I'm reaching people. Yeah. Um, that is usually the last thing, one of the last things that goes in someone's walk, because again, like it's been so ingrained. Um, and for people who are getting drunk, like it usually spawns from a much deeper issue. And that deeper issue right. is what I want to see addressed. Like I can't fix it, but I want to address it so the, the Lord can remove that and fix yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then, getting drunk is just an after effect of all that mm-hmm. so yeah i know it might some people might be like whoa nick's gonna let drinking happen at block parties <laughs> look we're going to the neighborhoods yeah and our goal the goal is to find these neighborhoods the people in these neighborhoods to be promoted within their own neighborhood and we're just there to help mm-hmm. and to love and to have fun with the neighborhood that's right so yeah i think it would be cool too like when we have these the church homes and and those church leaders can lead up some yeah block parties within their own communities and stuff yeah yeah i think that's that's a part of it is like you know if we have this i mean we could have a block party in dc if we had a home out in dc that's right you know roll up our little avert community truck and have a good old time yeah yeah i know in the past we talked about friday nights at the queue yeah i'm down for that too (laughs) good old time yeah at our headquarters just you know just again just having fun i think that's what I think is so important. You know, I think we can get so rigid mm-hmm. as Christians and, you know, so legalistic with the way we do things. And it's like, you know, look at Paul when we talked about I have become. Yeah. You know, and so and and so it's I think it's important for us to let down our walls. Yeah. So that we can truly begin to build these relationships because that's where it starts. Like if you guys listen to us talk about 
um, what was our transformation podcast mm-hmm. and and stuff. So if you had listened to that, we talked about just the importance of building relationships when um, disciple making. Yeah, that's that's key. It's crucial. Yeah, like it's needed. Like if we don't have a relationship with people, then we're not going to have a voice. Yeah, in their lives when it comes to Jesus. That's right. Um, and even those in the community who they might not receive the word. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not receive the good news of Jesus. They might not ever come into a vert or go into a group. But when something happens in their lives, mm-hmm. they will remember. Wait, there was this church that was at this block party that loved me in my in 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 that mess. Yeah, and I'm in a mess, and I need I want to know a little more about this Jesus. They know where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will know us by how we love. That's right. More than how where we are on the in the church, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they're going to know, they're going to remember they were they were here hanging out, loving yeah. us and yeah. talking with us. Yeah, so we have to do that. Mm-hmm. We got to do that. And that's in my mind necessary. And Friday night of the queue sounds lit already. Yeah. We haven't even planned our first one yet, <laughs> but I'm just envisioning grills going down. Yes, sir. Having some music, just again, fellowship. Yeah. So fellowship in the sense of we're not going to call it fellowship because non-believers are like, what the heck is fellowship? <laughs> that sounds stupid. I'm not going to a fellowship night in the queue. Yeah, yeah. But they'll come to a Friday night in the queue. Yeah, they will. They will. <laughs> so, yeah. And you know what else will come with the Friday night in the queue? Some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing at the block parties. But guess what? That's what happens. Yeah. Um, we're not going to stop doing them because we have issues. And we're going to have people who are going to come against us. Yeah. It's just part of the. It's just part of it. Right. Um. But I mean, Jesus, I, I mean, I can't get past how Jesus hung out the sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, and as church body, as a church, doesn't mean we have to sin, right? but we have to be with the sinners. Right. Um, now, I'm not going to sin, I'm not going to have, <laughs> if we know we have a leader who struggles with alcohol or struggles with certain things, I'm not going to put them in a position to fall. Yeah. Um, and like, Hey bro, maybe you should sit this out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, or Hey, maybe you stay in the truck the whole time and do this. You know what I mean? Like right, we want right. to set people up for success, not for failure. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome. I'm excited now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right guys. Um, so as I said in the beginning, this is part one of a two parter next week. We're going to talk about more so how we can make disciples. Just a reminder to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and or google play leave a rating or review it's always helpful to us but it's also helpful to you so that you don't miss an episode when they come out all right we'll talk to you guys next week see you peace